And welcome back to uh, Morning Glory. Terminator 2 is our movie of the week, but uh, the Monopoly game at uh, Macca's is back. Head in store for your chance to win. And talking about winners, it's time for Webstar. And Webby, the Rugby Union World Cup uh, begins this weekend. Yeah, Quite unbelievable coming out of nowhere. You've written about Eddie Jones and surprise, some surprises he may have up his sleeve. I've been wanting to write this story for four years. I heard Craig Wing speak at a um, function about four years ago about when Eddie was the Jap coach of Japan and, and Craig Wing was, uh, was part of the squad. And just how... Like, Eddie's copying quite a bit of criticism at the moment, but the comparisons between the Wallabies heading into this World Cup, they play their first game against Georgia on Sunday um, in, in, uh, in Paris. The comparison between the way that he prepared Japan and the way that he's preparing the Wallabies. So, for three years in advance, uh, Eddie Jones had, a, had one drill, beat the box. It was all designed about beating the Springboks in the first game of the World Cup. And ever since then, he just, and from that moment onwards, he, he planned out a, 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 a certain way they were going to attack, a certain way they were going to defend, the way they were going to get away from set pieces, the way they were going to use their lack of height against the big Springbok forwards. But mostly it was just he, they didn't win any ga games in the lead up to that World Cup in 2015. The Japanese press were all over them saying they can't win. Uh, Eddie should probably go. Who is this guy? He's got a f flawed strategy. And they end up having their best tournament. And they end up causing one of the biggest boil-overs in World Cup, Incredible. Rugby World Cup history. And it's the same. It's history repeating now. And I'm not saying that the, the Wallabies can go in and go on and win the World Cup or cause huge upsets. But I just think they sh you should yeah. dismiss Eddie at your peril because he's a pretty smart operator. To play devil's advocate, mm. is he? could you argue he's being shielded by that mystique to a degree? In what way? Well, because he did it with Japan, he had that big ball over. How long ago was that? It was four years. Oh, no, that was 2015. So no, but, he, but, he, but he's, mm. been ha he's getting hammered by mm. the press here. Yeah, okay. And he's been very com combative with the press too. But it's all part of the strategy of having us versus them, you know, Mentality. us versus the world. And, and, but Wingy was saying, so they had this, um, this, uh, this month-long camp in, at this resort down south in, uh, in, uh, in Japan, and they trained from 5.30 till 8 p.m., Every day for a month, wow. and there's like world-rated golf courses and hey, don't you know, say that about rugby league players. There's opulent, <laughs> <laughs> opulent five-star hotels, and um, and they couldn't do anything with it because they were just wor he worked them that hard, but he got them fit and 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 primed for the World Cup, and you know that's why you know that's why I, I've been I knew Wingy had said this before and had lived and breathed it, and that's why I called him. Well, I tell you, sometimes you you get an appreciation of a coach or a player's quality of what happens in their absence and have a look what's happened to England since Eddie's left they have they've gone from being a team which was the very very top you know in the argument being the best uh, rugby team in the world to actually just falling off a cliff yeah, yeah. I, I think as well people need to remember look what Eddie took over at, the, at Australia 100%. Like, we, he didn't take over a winning side I've been told from people that he, he it's much worse than he thought it would be, it was mm. just a disconnect between club rugby super rugby um, uh, and and the national team like they've look this is an important World Cup for Australia you know yeah. the, the future the of the, the future well, of the future of the sport well I'll be honest I, here, I haven't you know, really they need felt to start firing up I haven't even felt I didn't even 
really know, as in I wasn't thinking about it regularly that the World Cup started. Like, all I'm thinking about is rugby league, and I feel like yeah. the general populace in this country is, I mean, at least yeah. in South Wales, Queensland. And, and this is, I'm not being a smart-ass mm. here. The other day, I only knew it was starting this weekend because um, Cameron George came out and said, mate, the, the whole feeling about the Warriors has dwarfed what's happening with the All Blacks, mm. given the fact that, you know, we, we, we'll outrate them with their playing, you know, their opening game this weekend. And I thought to myself, sorry, it's starting this weekend. Yeah. It, it shows yeah. you how important this is for the Wallabies to have a strong World Cup. What what result would be con- considered a success for Australia? Making a semi. Semi? A semi yeah. for sure. Well, they're, 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 yeah. they're, they're in an yeah, easy, the they're in a easy-ish pool like with Fiji. Fiji and, the, and Wales are the, the main, major threats to them in that pool. But if they finish top... Of that, they'll probably pay, play Argentina in the quarters, yeah, right. and they fancy themselves against Czech, and they fancy themselves against Argentina, even though they lost to them earlier this year. Like, I mean, it's you know that's that's a hell of a game. But if they get to a semi final, given how uh, the Wallabies have performed this year, it'll be it'll be some performance. Yeah, well, we spoke about this uh, yesterday, Webby. The example I use is uh, the great football manager was hitting the Dutchman who you know not, took us in two thousand six. Well. The job he had before that was South Korea uh, and the World Cup that was in Japan and South Korea. He took them to the final four and they really should have won that semi-final. And what he did in the lead up, they, they, it was almost a carbon copy of what happened with Eddie, is the last two friendlies they played South Korea. He trained the legs on them, off them the morning of the game. They played France, they got beat 5-0. They played Italy and were beaten 4-0. And the South Korean press said, get rid of this bloke. And then a week out from the World Cup, he just took the hands off them. They didn't do another fitness session, and they just outrun everyone and went into the final four. And I think great, I think great managers and great coaches have a long-term view and are willing to have bad results, you know, basically for the greater good. So when you said that, because he was at the Roosters early two thousand, he said that month under Eddie was just as tough as the uh, as training under Ricky Stewart in the early two thousands. Wow. We'll take a uh, take a break. Top of the second hour, we're going to talk about Sharks, Roosters, and Knights, Raiders.